0: Welcome, Supercoach community, to another episode of The One Percenters. I'm fired up. Are you
1: fired up, Will? I'm fired up, Todd. Ready to go. A bit but, nervous about the buyers coming, but I'm yeah. ready to go. You have, a, you have
0: quite a good relationship with the buyers, don't you, Will? Oh,
1: they've done me dirty a few times, Todd, but we're uh, going to be back in yeah, business Yeah, I know. Um,
0: earlier, Will was just saying he's um, outscored me again this week, and I think he sits 350 points ahead of me. But um, once the buyers have come and gone, I'll be about... A 1,000 points in front of Will because he just uh, absolutely struggles when they come around each year. There's tears, a few messages directly. He uh, can't sleep. But um, anyway, I think that's going to be a major talking point of this pod is um, getting ready for those buys.
1: And um, I think so, Todd. I think we should uh, start off by just reminding the listeners of the lesser score that you got this week relative to myself. So what did you end up with this week, mate? Uh, so 2,000 207. Yep. A bit yuck. Where did that place
0: you overall, mate? Um, so I think it was around the 20,000th mark for that round. And it's put me actually up a thousand places to 17,500 overall. And um, I must say, Fortune Taylor, <laughs> you can suck on this one. The tracker, <laughs> peak of a week. I'll say it right now. The Fortune Taylor did give it to him last week. And I did say he's going to be back in a big way. And he's just going to get on an absolute tear. He's cruised to this Mm. stage in the season, averaging 117. He's looking very good. 136. And quite interestingly, interestingly, if I backed myself and went him captain instead of Oliver, I would have outscored you this week. But um, I'm just giving you another one on the board before my team just gets up and about and just – takes your team to the cleaners for
1: this back half of the year yeah we'll see todd i think you've outscored me one out of nine rounds this year so not a great strike rate. Right? 2241 for myself this week i was also surprised that, that was in the top nine percent looks like a lot of people had morris on field but yeah, um, we both had morris on field yeah, so we're not,
0: sorry we're sorry about that listeners yeah but, um, seven
1: super coach points just allergic to the sharon is not ideal but In the uh, top 3%, sitting about 4,400 overall at the moment. And speaking of the fortune teller Todd, Josh Kelly. He put the miles on him as well. He's tried to stitch up Petrarca, tried to stitch up Kelly, but bang, 150 plus second time in three weeks. He's back. He's pushed his average up to 110 plus. He's going to finish the year very strongly. Fortune Teller can get in the bin, mate, because our players are bouncing back.
0: Yeah, the Fortune Teller has got a little bit ahead of himself after his massive start to the season. But I'm sticking with a Fortune Teller here. I'm not sure if you have much experience um, owning oh. Josh Kelly in the past, but as a past owner, I do know that this man loves to go 150 hamstring, <laughs> four weeks out, comes back, no fitness. <laughs> 200. I think he's actually done that before. <laughs> Comes oh. back set up with 140 and then just gets injured again the next year. And he plays about 16 rounds every year. Yeah,
1: we'll see So how we he's go.
0: played 10 so far. There's 12 games remaining. So he's going to be injured for five of the next 12 weeks. So we'll see how bad, um
1: oh. that goes for you, Will. We'll see how we go, Todd. But anyway, this uh, this week we will dive into a few rookies, a few uh, interesting rookie considerations for this week. Greg Clark, Todd, probably just a lock. Just get him yeah, into your Yeah, So team. if he having
0: gone early on Greg Clark, I'd get him in. He tagged Petraka on the weekend and Petraka still went
1: huge. Yeah, but still considering he was in that run with Roll still scored sixty something and Yeah, so he's getting um enough
0: opportunity. I know the the Weagles still have a fair few injuries to yeah. the midfielders. Yep. So if oh, if you don't have him, you just have to get him. He's your number one um, trading
1: target this week. I know a few people have already got him, but for people yeah. like myself. Yeah, I don't have him either. So he's just got to come in. Don't have to speak too much more about him. A couple of others that are in the bath, Todd. You're um, sitting in speedos across from me. Yeah, so
0: um, we're actually getting some um, bit of bubble action Yes. from yep. the – the Quiet end of a pool, right? or the quiet end of a bath, which hasn't had much going on, and that's down in the uh the depths of the back line. Yes, we've been waiting. Community, yeah, it's been a bit flat at that
1: end of the bath. They're
0: finally here. Well, they're not big bubbles, uh, little bubbles, Todd, just little, little start off with little bubbles. But um, there are a few options. And the first one, this man, first game in I think four years, Rory Thompson, yep, he's back. He looks like he has very good job security, yeah. except, I <laughs> must mascot, say,
1: five ups, touches. Yeah, putrid scoring ceiling. Um, We will give him a shout-out. 14 one-percenters on the weekend. Yeah. Very so good stuff there. We're all about those one-percenters. But did score 25 AFL fantasy points. Um, Obviously, that was a bit higher at Supercoach. I think it was 51, but... Yeah, thirty-eight the re- uh, the week before. I think you'll end up averaging between forty-five and fifty-five. I reckon. Um, yeah, and for those weirdos playing AFL fantasy, you'll average about yeah, twenty. Yeah. So yeah. he, uh, yeah, it's a tough one. I don't think he's a super bad miss if you don't get him, but given the lack of defensive bubble lads, I think that it'll be a bit annoying with particularly with blokes like SDK and McCartan if you looking to downgrade them in a few weeks, and there's no one there. Well, could even be um, someone like
0: myself, I still have um, O'Driscoll, because there's yeah. no options last week,
1: and I weighed that one week Yeah, to assess the rookies. You haven't got Dacos. I've still got Dacos as well. Yeah, so, so I don't know. Thompson, um, if you need that warm body, you need to get rid of a defender this week. I think he's a... Um, really reliable option as a warm body, but won't be scoring you too many points. What's um really leaning me towards him as well
0: is the buys are coming up and you yeah. want your rookies to be playing yeah, because that can be an extra 40, 50 points mm-hmm. that
1: round. Yeah. So this is where I probably don't get Roy Thompson. Then I have 16 around 12 and I'm yeah. kicking myself and not having him. So and Roy Thompson this somehow pulls out an 80 or something. Pulls out his uh, inner
0: yeah. – what was that, Hawks? Bloke in the in the finals.
1: Oh, Sean makers. <laughs> it was a Sean Makers? He had like a few. Just few turned good games. into an absolute
0: god yeah. down back for If he just pulls out one of those games and yeah. starts just gibbering, spoiling
1: everything. Yeah. So he he's an option. The other bloke, um, yeah. He is a defender, but plays at the opposite end of the ground is Buku Kamas Todd. So key forward, um oh, reliant on goals to score well. I know that he kicked one on debut and only scored 41, but managed to kick a bit more of a bad kick three and, and still only scored 66. So I think he has potential to average slightly more maybe than Thompson or even similarly, but then the job security is not as good. I don't think Not as good. But Then insane that they have Gold Coast this week, oh, which a,
0: the Suns are playing well, yeah. but the dogs have played well and blown it out in yeah. recent meetings. But then they do have the Weagles. So if Buku comes out and kicks a couple against the Weagles, I could say the dogs love to bully the bad teams. That's true. Yeah, and that's a factor. So he could have a good
1: game in round 11. He doesn't have around round 12 by, which is promising. Yeah, that's yeah, that's really handy. And I mean, also, um, the bloke that's probably competing for his spot um, – in Hagen had an absolute mare on the weekend in the twos. I think he had five disposals and two points. So not too much pressure on his place at the moment, yeah. which is good.
0: Insane that it, if you're looking for the downgrade option in the back line, it's between Rory Thompson and Buku.
1: Yeah. So who would you take, Will? I'd go Rory Thompson, yeah, just for job security, to have someone on the field in the bars, I reckon.
0: Yeah, that's – I do want to go Rory Thompson, but then – I did just see that they have the Eagles in round 11. And if Buku comes out and scores a ton, because he just gets a couple cheap looks at goal. I don't know. So you're going Buku, are you? I'm still... I feel like I'm still going to go Rory Thompson,
1: because he is a warm body. He's going to play every week. What about the other... Yeah, okay, fine. So if if we endorse Thompson there, the other consideration is looking one week ahead and considering some blokes that played first games this week who might be options next week. So... Luke Cleary is in the back line for the Dogs. He actually played okay on the weekend, but job security is also a bit sus in the back line at the Dogs, more so than the forward line, I reckon. Um, had a look at the VFL. Crozier is playing in the twos. He'd be a sniff to get a call-up. He played well. I think he had 24. I don't know. Would you go early and get a Thompson and then forget about someone like Cleary, or would you potentially wait a week? Um. So I know myself. I'm tempted to wait a week because it can save a boost. Mm. Oh, so we're saving boosts now. After shredding me about just not using a boost, we're talking about saving boost.
0: Yeah, because I'm not upgrading, I'm downgrading. Oh. So I'm not bringing in extra points by downgrading to it. Buku's not going to generate my team points by getting him in this week. He's on the bench. Interesting. But if, oh, if you have 200K sitting in the kitty and you can use that to upgrade, you we'll, boost. we'll get back boost,
1: boost, boost, boost community, <laughs> we'll boost just, away. We'll get back to that a bit later, but uh, yeah, okay. So first game is you reckon you're tempted, but you reckon you'll probably bring in Thompson this week. Uh,
0: yeah, I might put a poll up on yeah, Twitter. Okay. We'll let the community that,
1: decide. That may decide my fate because yeah. at the moment, although the community did tell me to put Morris Rioli on the field instead of Hobbs, and Hobbs tripled Rioli's score in the first thirteen minutes, I think so uh community lift your game please and help us out but we might uh we yeah we've... so that is um yeah if you do wait a week cleary is an option yeah, yeah. better scoring potential than both of those camp
0: he's a bit more expensive yeah, but
1: their job security is yeah. not as great so as a
0: selection. i think i'm gonna um just uh scratch that itch yeah that boost itch and use another boost and i think i'll be out of boost yeah and
1: next week i'll have 250k to just uh go ham go ham love it all right well todd what we might do is wrap up there and as we normally do on a tuesday night we go for a wander and we have a few pets ourselves but not pets we're putting down but we wander around the wait app. sorry to um cut
0: you off oh. i've just got a uh, knock on the window <laughs> it's uh yeah. the good neighbor douglas oh, what's doug want man seriously um, he's singing a song. <laughs> sounds a bit familiar. I think we heard this tune. Uh, uh, I think it was in one of our first couple of episodes. Yes, Todd. It sounds a little bit off tune this time.
1: Can you hear that? I can't hear it, Todd, but what's Wait, it? Wait, it's getting louder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not <sure> <laughs>
0: I'm not sure why he's singing. <laughs> it's
1: caniglio. Oh, not cogs.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, but Jug isn't, he's not happy. Yeah, he
1: had a shocking game in
0: there. terrible. 36.
1: Yeah, disgusting. I think he's probably um, has to almost get in the super coach. He's bin. been Douglas this week. Yeah. He's off. Yeah, he's looking like he might need to be culled, Todd, but uh, we might discuss more culling when we get to the abattoir, as I was discussing. So, right, so, yeah, a, few so rogues, a few rogues smells pollution smells of some dead animal skin, some dead cow skin that I can smell because there's a lot of blokes that are getting nice and fat and juicy that are just about ready to uh, send off to the abattoir. So this is when
0: the uh, buy rounds really start to come into play when you're looking at which rookies to trade out of your team. So I know that the rookies with those round 13 and 14 buys are so valuable because you can let them play in round 12 and get their points Mm -hmm. and then let them play in even round 13. And then you can look to upgrade them to players who have already had their buys. So then there's that turnover and you're effectively um, having in that position on your team points scored across all three buy weeks. So that's where we um, really want to look to try and hold rookies if they have around 13 and 14 buy. And if, Rookies do have around 12 by, then we can uh, look to offset them this week and um, put the put the bolt through the head, as Will likes to say. Yes,
1: yes. We can uh, drive the bolt through the brain, Todd. Um, we can. A little bit graphic. A little bit graphic, but I think that's a very fair call. Um, yeah, oh, there are a lot
0: oh, of – And then I need to say this now. Then there's the uh, third kind of um, rookie. The non-playing rookie, Todd. The non-playing rookie. So this gets me excited, community, because I've seen that many <laughs> sides in the top hundred with loopholes, with just dead, dead cows. Dead
1: cows. Yeah,
0: I don't even know if you call them a cow. They just died in the womb. Didn't even get out. Yeah, they're still in. They're still in their mum.
1: Yeah, they have not been born.
0: Yeah, have not been born. They're still a fetus. The fetuses—they've <laughs> got a few fetuses floating, floating around on their bench, oh. and they've just abused them with getting those loopholes yeah. to avoid Russian roulette. Now, yeah. I know if I did that, I'd be ranked a lot higher because Russian roulette's cooked me this Yeah, you have got a few bullet holes. But come the bye weeks, they're going to have fourteen people playing on the field, and those fetuses are going to be at M six, D six.
1: F six, uh,
0: and they're just going to have as a donut factory, the Krispy Kreme factory yes. set up across all three lines. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. I think that if you clearly you want to be offloading rookies that have the round twelve buyers' priority, but even ahead of them, if you've got the fetuses, you need to be getting rid of them. And then
0: there's also just your mixed budleys <laughs> that we like to call them, and that leads us to um. So this is our abattoir list, and
1: the top there are of, a lot of cows. We're starting,
0: this. yeah. We're starting off with our top priorities to get out, yeah. and this one. There's a lot in the stables. that are ready it, to go. Yeah, there's a few, and this one
1: has looked very good in the paddock. Oh, honestly, this bloke looked so juicy in the paddock, and then you took a bite yeah, of the. It was just took a bite of the beef, and it was raw, and it was disgusting, <laughs> and it was bad. It was just. So he was just. We thought, it was, we thought it was Wagyu, <laughs> and it was Macca's beef. It was so bad, and he's oh Josh yeah, Ward. Yeah, this this cow's got to get chopped up and sent off
0: to Josh, be a, a big Josh Mac one day. <laughs>
1: that's the quality of Josh beef. Ward is turning into dog food because he has been so average. He is he's a top trade-out priority, Todd. Is he? Yeah, he's he's
0: been flirting with all the other um piggies out there. Yeah, and just uh, hasn't converted with no. any of them so
1: yeah so number one trade out option probably uh at the top of our list don't even know if he does get back into that So what he's scoring
0: the pre-seasons like 120 something
1: yeah and his high score
0: for this year just give me a moment i'll just check because i don't even think this is above 65
1: i'll just pad for a bit like they do on the rush hour when (laughs) billy brownless is speaking (laughs) and just can't find his joke still a bit of padding <laughs> oh i could have, just, could have out a split joke oh, have i could any? do a joke oh just pad for a bit <laughs> no, no joke at the moment cheers oh. it was your time to shine
0: harrow uh, you better be bit, uh... i have to
1: have a look for one actually
0: <laughs> anyway uh 65 is how has he scored this yeah. year. so that's half of what he got in that pre-season yeah. game a lot of 40s and then well. everything other than that, was below 55. So, uh, and we must say, so <laughs> we're still padding, but uh, we'll just talk a bit more about Ward. Uh, the VFL, 20 fantasy points. Oh, yuck. On the weekend. So, he was managed, but I don't see how we can get back into that Hawthorne team because he's just, he's been yeah, useless. He's been poor.
1: Really poor. Does look like he has potential, but just been hasn't been delivering. So he's number one. We've roasted him. But the next bloke on the list, probably oh, you could hold him if you do want a loophole this week, but he'll have to get out of your side before the bias kick in is uh, Nod, Nathan O'Driscoll, obviously out for about six weeks with that foot injury. So won't be playing during the bias. Got to get rid of him, Todd.
0: Yeah, so I know myself. Um, I held him to use as a loophole yeah. last weekend for um, – McCardin and SDK. And that allowed me to wait a week and assess the rookies and how they went because there are a few options this week. Finally, in the back line, we have Rory Thompson and we have Buku. So, Nod, I feel like he has to go down to one of those. Or if you're somewhat not keen on those two backman rookies and you want to wait a week, maybe you can keep him as a loophole again and then look to get maybe your Cleary. Or is there anyone else? Ah, uh, no. Or the um,
1: who's the blues bike in the backline?
0: Yeah, Kemp. Kemp. Yeah, yeah. So he's a bit more
1: expensive. So I don't know if I'm really that keen on him. Yeah. <laughs> so Todd, uh, next bloke on the the chopping block is Hugh Dixon. Um, now look, he's probably done. his done his best for us. He's made his made his cash, but now he's a, he's a bad dick. At the moment, bad dick. He's, he's run his run his race. What what do you uh what do you call a, a bad dick, Todd? Where where do bad dicks go? Right. They go to the penis tentury. <laughs> <laughs> so huge Dixon is going to the Jeez. penis tentury. He's getting locked up, and then he's going to the abattoir. So this is a slight detour, but uh, he's yeah, well, next on the chopping We were
0: stalling for a bit before. It's good to see that Harry's finally. Um, <laughs>
1: Yes, so he's next on the list, Todd. Uh, he's if you've got him. Yeah, so
0: I'm not sure why you'd still have
1: him, but yeah, um, I still have him,
0: and he's, yeah, so I think you should be sent up to the yeah, penitentiary. So but, he's
1: probably uh, got to go. Yeah, just, so
0: like, you've got to get him out, except if you are stuck with him at R uh, three, it could be a bit awkward because there's not really any options to go down. Yeah, that's
1: my of a situation. So about
0: his will situation, more sorry, get
1: in the stern dick instead.
0: Yeah, so that might be a hold for the moment. So this is another reason why you're terrible come by time because you're going to have huge, huge flongs still in your team. Maybe Stern Dick gets a chance, but that could be a few zeros coming your way, Harrow. And um, this next bloke... Just another
1: quick one, (laughs) Todd. Oh, here we go. I think there might be a bit of uh, an explanation for why (laughs) Huge Dick has actually been uh, not performing well, not getting a game. Why do you think that... uh, Huge Dick's gone a bit crazy, mate.
0: Uh, I'm not sure why. Why has he got a little bit crazy?
1: Someone's messing with his head.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry,
1: <laughs> sorry, community. We always <laughs> just uncovered the mystery behind why Huge Dick's missed.
0: Apparently Adam Simpson's been messy with his head.
1: <laughs> been unable to take to take field. Oh jeez. Oh. oh, I need to get back on track. Oh jeez. Oh okay, we've had it had our bit of, had our fun there, Todd, but uh the next bloke is actually uh, <laughs> quite a consideration. And his uh, name's Stephen Canilio, Todd. Big cog. So, All right. So, ben um, Minson. Ben Minson. And it's, uh, oh, geez, could go because he has a round 12 by myself and a lot of other coaches are struggling to field a full side in round 12. And his even is 146, Todd. 146. Um,
0: just as we're talking about this, I've just had a look out the window and um, – Douglas has
1: just walked past with what seems to be a <laughs> – What's he got, Todd? He's just been loitering outside a, the whole pod. Very,
0: a very large rifle, <laughs> and he's off to the farm, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be targeting none other yeah. than
1: Caniglio. He's the sniper out. Yeah, he's, he's gone. Gone. He's no. out of my side. I'm holding him this week, I think. I know.
0: Be, this is another reason why Will struggles at the buy time. He has that round 12 buy. So, if it was any other buy he had, I would be tempted to hold him. He does have a Weagles this week.
1: Yeah, That's why I'm holding him, I think.
0: I'm going to be a bit teary once he pulls out 140 after I've traded him out. But mm. it just helps my buy structure so much if I trade him out to someone, to a primo who has that around 13 or 14 buy. So, I feel like that's a safer option. But
1: I feel like, though, you could
0: hold him if he's. If your round 12, yeah. 12 buy is not looking too bad, you could hold him. and But then you'd have to keep him throughout the
1: whole buy period. Mm. Yeah, that's true. The next bloke is in a similar situation. Nick Martin, break-even of 86, also has a round 12 buy. So he's someone you could also consider trading out.
0: Yeah, so that's another – at the moment, I – He's
2: not going to – probably won't yeah. bleed
1: as much cash as Cogs this this week, but – I reckon, be, yeah, he could be out of my side next week. Yeah, he a, could be a really good trade out target next week. Um, yeah, so you could hold him this week. There's a chance he will hit his break even. Um, Conor McDonald was the sub on the weekend, I believe. Um, break even's 49. Don't know if he's even hit that for the whole year. Maybe once. Yeah. So
0: his job security is not the worst. No, he was the sub on the weekend. He might get managed again, but then. I think he might come back into the side. It's a bit of a grey area, but he does have that round 14 bias. So if he does play round 12 and 13, it may be yeah. worth holding him and then trading him. If he's named on field, you can hold him. I feel yeah, like if he's, he's a sub, though, he's... Oh, yeah. You could look to trade him after he plays round 13, but then, yeah, it's,
1: it's not hmm. really good. Another poor rookie selection from you, Todd. Just one of the many reasons that I'm ranked above you. Uh, Dylan Stevens hasn't been able to crack back into the side. For people that do, we won't speak too much about him, but I think it's 20-something yeah, thousand coaches 26, still. 000 yeah, 26,000 super coaches still have him. And for me,
0: he's going down to Clark this week. Just yeah. got to get him out. Unless he does get named.
1: Then it's obviously a hold. He's going to
0: survive a week. Yeah. It will be a hold. But for me... He's just an emergency. here. he's not setting the world on fire in the twos, and the Swans do have a very strong list at the moment. Yeah, so he's a trade out for me this week. The next one, um, a
1: few teams still having Gibkiss. Mm, yeah, didn't get him, but he was a great selection if you did pick him up.
0: Break even is forty eight. So. You can hold him this week, but then he does have around 12 buy as well. Yeah. So,
1: so offload next week
0: if you want to keep a Martin or a cog, and you got Gibkiss, you could trade Gib- Gibkiss out instead mm. of you and keep Martin or cog throughout the buys. Yeah. Um, this next bloke, if you still have him and you've weathered that storm when he scored that. Thirty-eight or something. Jason Horn Francis. His break-even is down to sixty now. Yeah. And if he keeps scoring around that, he's uh, it will. Yeah, he should remain keep... pretty. Yeah, he'll yeah. remain his price, and he does have that round fourteen buy, which is quite um. Yeah, if you've got
1: him, he'd probably be holding for this stage. Yeah, so you'd yeah. hold
0: him until he's round fourteen buy. I feel like it'll be a good option, and if he does pull out one of those big games, he's had a few big scores yep. at three quarter time, and. Um, hasn't been able to convert it into a big score. But if he does, then that
1: could be a master stroke. The next two blokes are arguably the two best rookies of the season. This so next far. one especially,
0: it surprised me how many people are look are off- offloading him this week.
1: Yeah, I think that this bloke, Nick Dacos, break even is 75, which is above what he scored on the weekend. I think he scored 69. But with that round 14 bye, I just – I don't see him losing much cash, to be honest. I think he will average around 70, 75, um, and I think you just have to hold him. He'll be super valuable in round 12 and 13. Yes.
0: so if you still got him – at the moment, he's the third most traded out player behind Steel and Caniglio.
1: Yeah, that's so crazy to me, I think.
0: You just – and people are trading out seven – almost 8,000 of trade out day costs, and in the meanwhile – 5, and a half k of trade-out Martin. Whereas Dacos has that better buy being around 14. So that's, to me, that's just, doesn't really make much sense. They're not sense. listening to the
1: podcast, yeah. Todd.
0: Because if you keep Dacos, you just need him to hold his price and you can get his scores through round 12 and 13 and then you can offload him to one of the primos that have already, have already, already played. Buyer. And that's just an ideal situation yeah. to help you get through the buys. Whereas Marden is not going to play around 12, so Mm -hmm. you can't really trade him to – you can't wait until round 13 and 14 to trade Marden because he's already had his buy, and by the time he's had his buy already, you're going to have to keep him
1: for round 13 and 14. Could you play – I don't know, I guess devil's advocate, but for some coaches that might have a few pods or a pretty different team structure, say that they're really set for round 12, but they're struggling in round 13 and 14. Even if I know that obviously the ideal scenario is to you know trade blokes in that have already had their buys, and that's the, the smart play. But can you make any case for if you are stacked in round say round thirteen, just holding on to someone like Nick Martin or that does have the round twelve buy, or do you think you still just get rid of it? Yes.
0: Yeah, so I know most coaches will be struggling in round twelve, but if you have made, if you have twenty people, twenty players playing in round twelve. Yeah. Which I don't feel
1: like... Not many. Maybe not. But but say you have 19 and then you've got 16 at the moment in round 13. Would you consider holding someone like a Martin or a Cog and then bolstering your round 13 side? You could, but I feel like the better option would
0: be to trade out the week before round 13 and target those round 12 by players. But... If you do have – if you are set for round 12 and, and you have 20 um, players playing, then I would consider – Yeah, it's less urgent. But then leading into the buys, you do want to have a few more um, primos who so have those later buys because then you can bring in extra primos from the earlier buys.
1: Yeah, great. That can help cover off of those scores that you missed out come round 14. Yeah, we'll discuss a little bit more of that in trade strategy but – the next couple of blokes to round out our list of um, juicy cows sitting in the abattoir, Nick, uh, not Nick Dakos, Deconning, SDK, and Macarden. So SDK, we'll talk about first. He's been such a good pickup. Um, I'm a cat's man. I'm loving his yeah. work. So break even of thirty two. He'll hit that. Has around thirteen buys. So just definitely a hold up until after round twelve, when we can look to offload him for some bulk coin.
0: Yeah. So. This week, 3,000 coaches have actually looked to move STK on. Yeah, but man, for it's... me, it's a massive hold. Him and McCardin. We'll talk about them together. Maybe cause... if you've got both, you can maybe offload one of them this week or next Surely week. there are other
1: priorities, though.
0: If you don't have um, Nod, if you don't have anyone to downgrade to a Rory Thompson or a Buku, and you're looking to um yeah get one of those rookies in this week and it's between sdk mccard and McCartan maybe but then you can trade one down mm. but for me i'm holding both of them because they do have around 13 by and a lot of the rookies don't really have around 13 or 14 buy. Yep. so i'm going to hold both of them and look to trade one up to a primary def- to fill my last d6 yep. or primary defender because a lot of them do have around 12 by being colton with yep. their backman um I think there's a fair few who are pushing for that top six
1: defender status who have that round 12 buy. That is a good point, though. I'm just thinking about my own team, and a lot of coaches might be in the position where they um, could actually trade one of them this week, just one, not both, because that might free up the cash to then make two upgrades or to to upgrade someone like a Cog or a Martin and then have the cash to go up again next week um, or before, um, before round 12. So that might be something to consider as well, but... Only yeah, if you so,
0: yeah, but basically at the moment, S.E.K. McCardin advice would be to hold until but let them play around 12 if you can, yeah, if you can, and then trade them that week because I reckon that's when they're going to be peaking. And then maybe you can hold one and trade the other and um, maybe so, yeah. cut one of the buys. but yeah,
1: I'd, it's just like I'd the, wait until yeah, people in my scenario that are really struggling to have 18 in around 12, if they could go one. Of them down, free up two hundred and fifty grand. If that gave them the cash to then get rid of, say, Martin to a primo mid, a uh, primo forward, and then someone else in the guts, say.
0: Yeah, Will, sorry about that, audience, but we just have to cut off there. Um, we might have to have a minute silence here, because <laughs> just my heart is broken. I'm not sure about you. Your hungry. Your oh. stomach is. Um, yeah, it's rumbling. Very sad. It has been rumbling. And um, my kind mother had just cooked up some palmers
1: and then bang, the last step of the stairs, they've gone down. Taking a huge fall on the top of the stairs. She's okay. She okay. is okay. Palmer not.
0: <laughs> no, the, the two palmers are intact <laughs> unfortunately the chips and salad uh, are now in the bins yeah. so it, chips and a bit might of... just take a few seconds silence
1: yeah that's fair enough
0: Now we've got that out of the way I think we've recovered we've shown our respects to yes. the chips and salad and we'll move on and I think we've covered the rookies enough and rambled on a little
1: bit too much there and we'll move on to well, I think that you had something to predict, Todd. But before we get there, on our way back from the abattoir, there's a little bloke that's uh, got red hair uh, in one of the bushes. In one of the Is bushes, he's him? hiding, and his stands. The fortune looks a looks a little bit weird. This uh, creature, yeah, it's the fortune teller, Todd, and he's back and yeah, he's hiding. Explains it. He's exp- and very odd looking yeah, animal.
0: This one, odd looking,
1: can... odd sounding. Yeah, a little bit smelly. Yeah, very smelly. Really smelly, actually. But anyway, let's uh, listen to what he's got to say.
2: Welcome back, community, to another segment of Frenchy's Fortune Telling. Now, the fortune teller is bloody fired up this week. Um, DeGoey, I called it. He's done. He's nowhere near as good as what he has to be to be a top six forward. So he's done. Don't need to worry about that. Patraca, look, I'm sure Todd's probably going to spin some, some crap and say that, oh, he's an absolute weapon, and he, and he is, but he did verse the West Coast under-9 side on the weekend, so let's not pump up his tyres too much. Um, community, I'd still hold. I'd still wait until that last six weeks before finals to get him in because he will produce a couple of little, you know 80s and 90s. Um, until that, that last six rounds of the season. Um, so we're tracking along well, community, and I just thought I'd come on here and pump up my tyres a bit. Now, Jake the Snake Chips Lloyd, what's happened to him? The boys had Jake Lloyd as the number one defender for the year, both of them. were saying, what's the fortune teller on about? Well, that man's pulling out 60s these days. And let me don't even get me started on the big man Wow Wowee, he's going to be a keeper ruckman from about 200k. The fortune teller has called it, and I'm just going to finish with one that I think is a must-have, an absolute must-have. And the fortune teller actually doesn't have him yet, and it is the James Sicil Sicily community. I'm rather aroused by his contribution as a as a like a, a full back basically. The man just pumps out one thirties like there's no tomorrow. And I recommend community. I'm gonna get him in the next few weeks around that buy time. He is the he's the number one defender, I think, for the rest of the year. And everyone needs to get him in. That's that's my fortune tell. If you don't have him in your side in the next couple of rounds, geez. You're losing points. You're going to struggle in finals if you don't have him, community. So get him in and fire up. Yeah.
0: Oh, geez, here we go. The fortune teller thinks he's back this week in a big way. That could be the worst one of her community right there. Firstly, James Sisley, he's predicting him to be have a good year. He's already having a good year. He's averaging 115 Yes, The number one defender and the fortune teller doesn't have him. So that just sums you up, mate. He's not even in your side this week. He should have been in there since round one. So that's a good call there, mate. And then going back to tracker against a weagles under nine side. If you look, we'll just go back a few months here. And to a nice day in September when he came up against the retirement village Will's mob, the Harrow Sparrows, love this team, but they are about 105 years old across the board. And he had 32 a goal, 145 supercoach points on the big stage. The following week, the grand final, 39 touches, two snags, 160 supercoach. So on the big stage, this boy gets pumped up. And round one, another big game. 170 super coach against the doggies again. All I can say, Betracker, is coming home on fire, and this fortune teller can get stuff there because the bloke is averaging 117. He's a top eight midfielder at the moment. Get him into your sides, and in? <laughs> yeah, it's
1: a real way like, to burst your bubble yeah, out after you got so, a bit uh, of a tear. Yeah, it's it's just down a notch there. Too. Yeah, it's
0: um yeah very. It's
1: unfortunate for you.
0: Yeah, a little bit unfortunate, but um, just sums up the fortune teller as a man <laughs> in general. Just picking on someone coming off gastro, that's really uh, tough of you, fortune teller. So in that regards, you can get stuffed a third time. And now here we go again. I'm The fortune teller, he's dished up this rubbish and I'm going to take over his job this week because James Sicily being a good defender, that is not a fortune, that is just facts. And this is where it comes to light, community. The new segment,
1: Todd's Fortune Tells. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, all right. What have you got for us this week, Todd? So I'll just let it build up a bit, a bit of the energy. Bit of patty. <laughs> bit of patty. Bit of Billy Brown, this patty.
0: Because this fortune is still yet to come to light in my head. But community, fear not, it is here. Oh my. Bit more padded. (laughs) Gee, (laughs) I hope this is good right now. It's been built up a lot. This man, I was listening to the radio to work the other day, cutie. I was very tired, wasn't really taking much in, but
1: then something caught my attention. What was that, Todd? Titch. Titch? Been traded out of that many teams. He's in 4% of teams at the moment. Starting in the midfield. Mm-hmm.
0: Come this week, he will be in the center bounce, confirmed from the horse's mouth, he's brother from another mother, Sammy Mitchell. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they are related, but... yeah, no, they're not, Todd. Yeah, that's a shame. So, Titch averages 115 plus... From here on to the end of the season, and this man will be 480k in two weeks. You
1: did say that average 120 just before. You're <laughs> gonna back yourself in there. It's a bit of a gamble. All scroll. right, 120 because I'm no. There we go. That's I'm funny. not a
0: fraud fortune teller like Frenchie is. I actually tell proper fortunes that require a little bit of guts. Titch, 120 average from here on. Currently averaging 91. So I've been on a tear lately with a few of my final
1: calls. Community, watch this space. Wow, that is a big call from Toddles. I look, I don't mind it. If he does play full time guts again, he is a scoring peak. So bit of a watch for me over the next few weeks yeah, to see. I must ounces. say
0: community might say, Oh, he scored forty points the other week. It is confirmed he was quite sick and yep. was struggling, that's why he had the week off. But he's back into the midfield and watch him just put on the biggest clinic.
1: Wowzers. All right, we got a bit distracted there. We're getting back on track. We're gonna talk about
0: yeah, injuries. Sorry about that community. Injuries
1: like, yeah. plus Whitfield segment. Um, the only notable injuries this week, huge, huge news for me. Harris Spurs who traded this bloke in two weeks ago. Jack Steele out for six to eight weeks with his shoulder operation. So he's gonna get traded out of all teams this week. Um, we might dive into upgrade targets and trade strategy now, Todd. Oh, just quietly.
0: Um, Forty-three points is the current status on uh, Whitfield.
1: Yeah, that's so. Disgusting. Yeah, I'm oh. not sure
0: about you, Harry, but I reckon I could score more without uh, one of my legs. So yeah, that's poor. Yeah, isn't get it? him out of your team. Eleven touches, maybe the new coach. Maybe. But until I see a few hundreds, yeah, yeah, he shouldn't be in your team community. And he still is in a fair few teams. But I guess we need to move on, Haro, to the meat of this podcast, a few trade strategies.
1: Yep, trade strategies. We might do upgrade, a few sneaky upgrade targets first, Todd. I'm getting ahead of myself, community. Sorry about that. Step back, please, mate. Righto, totals, we're flagging a little bit. We've got to lift our energy here. But upgrade targets in defence. I might just mention a couple Really frustrating that a lot of our potential upgrade targets who have been performing very well this year, almost all of them have the Round 12 buy, which is just a real kick in the guts, Todd. There's blokes like Doherty, Hewitt, Short, Sinclair, Cumming, Ridley, all have the Round 12 buy. Um, I think Sinclair, if you do have enough coverage in Round 12, is a really good buy this week. 520K, Started the season on absolute fire, turned up in the first six games. Um, Did have a couple of down weeks. Um, over the past three weeks did have back-to-back 80s, but one of them was against the Ds who were a tough opponent and then bounced back on the weekend um, and turned up again, had 31 disposals. So good option, I think. Um, And Jack Steele out could open up more time for him in the midfield. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah, but then again, Harrow, a lot of people do have a few of those players you did name who have that round 12 buy. So you don't want to be stacked in one line, and yeah. have four of your defenders out in round 12, your yeah, primos absolutely. especially. So, if you don't have our man, Dawson, he's still 530k, averaging almost 104, backed up his solid score of 130 with 107. He's looking really good. Yeah. And I think I'd go Dawson over Sinclair yeah, if I, would I was in it. that, because yeah. he does have a round 13 buy, which is a bit more favorable. I think he'd almost be the number one trading target given the buy. Um, Yeah, given his round 13 buy, if you're in search for a defender this week, I know a few people looking to trade out your O'Driscoll or maybe even...
1: Probably holding Dacos. Yeah, holding Dacos. Yeah, someone, you might be upgrading. um, Or even
0: if you do go to upgrade to or McCartan, I'd look. Probably a yeah. Dawson can be justified because he does have old, a round a dead, 13. A
1: fetus. He could be upgrading fetus as well. Yeah, that'd be a very expensive
0: upgrade. Yeah. And that's why I don't get into that situation. Oh, Looking at you, the top 100 super coaches, a few of you in there. But, um, yeah, Dawson does look really good. Any other
1: options, Will? Uh, I know that you seem to passionately hate this man, Bailey Dale. Um, averaging 105. he The doggies don't have the round 12 buy. I don't believe around yeah, um, thirteen, around thirteen. So, oh, I don't really. I don't know. I, the numbers do stack up very well at the moment. He's pretty consistent. Lowest score of eighty six for the season. But I'd definitely be going Dawson over Dale.
0: Yeah, Dale. He can just come out and go fifty or sixty.
1: Oh, can he though? I don't know. He's he been can. pretty consistent this year, but um, he is the tenth. Ranked defender by average. The only other one that I would mention that I actually potentially like a little bit more is Scott Pendlebury, who has the round 14 by and has a low score of 87 as well. So really high floor, usually very consistent um, playing off halfback. How much is
0: Pendlebury at the moment? uh, Pendle's is – Because I know if you don't have Jack – Chris, that's another option. Yeah. He is 560k. Yeah, Pendles, and he has around 14 by, so... Yeah, so same
1: as Pendles. So four, Pendles is 544k, averaging almost exactly the same as crisp. Um
2: And I just... Yeah, yeah no, less, I think it,
1: Yeah. Chris would probably be the yeah. better option playing midfield, but Pendles is a good pod, less than 4% of teams as well. So just another one to consider. Um, What but, about... Um,
0: yeah, for us, it's probably Dawson. Yeah, Dawson one. would be the number
1: one recommendation. And then if you don't have crisp. That's not the worst option either. Yeah. He is in a lot of teams, though. The majority of good coaches would have him. So probably Dawson, number one target. Pendles as a pod. Sinclair, maybe if you've got good coverage in round 12. But midfielders, mate, who are we looking at? Oh, so this is where um, things get quite exciting.
0: I know a lot of people had steel Yeah. Jack. Me, got him two weeks ago. Love that.
2: Turned Back-to-back
0: J- 70s. Jakey to Jack. Now I think he's back down to Jakey oh. going down.
1: He oh, never gets injured, bring him in and he does his shoulder. Yeah,
0: that's just um yeah, the super coach gods.
1: Uh, very annoying. Anyway, what are you doing? This man you are bringing in this week, apparently. You think he's a good upgrade target? All right. So for me, if you don't have Brayshaw,
0: firstly, mm-hmm. round 14 by, I would highly consider him 557K. With that, he's just got the most ideal buy. 557K. Averaging 116. This boy could go out and pump out a 190 next week. He does have that massive ceiling. And I reckon he's uh, he's going to average above 115. He's durable. He's still young. Yeah. I feel like once five comes back, that may help free up Brayshaw even more,
1: yeah. get a bit more outside pill. Um, but he's got to be the one that he will definitely stay in the guts. It'll be if anyone suffers, yeah, Brayshaw sure. comes back. It'll be Brody. Yeah.
0: I Reckon Brody stays in there as well. Be Sarong may get yeah. moved out. But yeah, Brody's staying, but Brayshaw, yeah, he's not moving out of that midfield. That's the reason the dockers are going so well, is off the back of him. Um the only reason i might not be getting Brayshaw this week. I really do want him, is because there's another bloke floating around. Never been in my squad before. You have I'm got getting, stuck
1: into this bloke a number of times. Yeah. But... I'm,
0: he has, has burnt me in the past because he always manages to finish top six, Sixth, five yeah.
1: midfielders, and I don't have him, but I'm getting a little bit of a tingle because – This bloke is kissed on the huge dick by the super coach gods yeah, he, and by champion data.
0: He does love some um, juicy scaling on the weekend, but – Who is it, Todd? The Bont. Yeah, the Bont. 570K. mm in previous years, I know once he's dropped down to his price, everyone will be screaming and getting him straight into their sides. I know Supercoach Mama got him in last year and he basically carried her to a to a title. To a title. 573K. I'm just there's not much talk going around. No, I do. About the bond. Yeah.
1: How many teams he is he in?
0: Has been playing a bit more forward, but he's still averaging 110 know yeah. over dogs are a much better side when he's in the guts. They have been struggling a little bit.
1: Usually quite durable as well. He
0: did it. He was a little bit sick. So I it wasn't like he was injured, though, which
1: is a good sign. Yeah, so... he's
0: claiming he wasn't injured, but Cripps said he wasn't injured last year, and he yeah, that's clearly true. was. So yeah. he he like he had a little bit of a niggle, but he had the week off because he, he was bedridden by the flu. That was yeah. the main reason he missed. Well, we know he got injured earlier in the year, and, and, and he might be carrying that yeah, still. Yeah, so... But... I feel like he's starting to, his body's shaping up a bit better. 125 last week. He's building nicely. 570K. And then to add to that.
1: Forward status. Forward status. Potentially.
0: floating around. So yeah. at the moment, he's averaging 37%.
1: Yeah. So he's above 35 that's required, 35% to, to get DPP. It just really depends on. King Bevo our favorite um if he continues to play that forward split role he'll probably get it he'll get DPP forward eligibility but if he does play a couple the next two games in the guts then he might miss out um this might have to be another twitter poll for myself but at the moment I
0: am going bond instead of Brayshaw.
1: yeah it's, it, it's just, a good toss up i think even one, if
0: bond doesn't get that forward status he could be a really good um, yeah, well,
1: the last four years really averages averages of 114 116 119 and then 110 this year. And I think that'll tick up this year as well. So even if he does miss forward eligibility, I think he's still a good option in the midfield. And then looking past those two, there's a few more
0: another cheap option is Betracker. So I've already got him. Yeah. I, I said getting in when he was five fifty K at will told him to upgrade and he didn't use his boost. No, didn't use the boost. Could have had 136
1: yeah. points on the weekend, but instead of Morris Rioli. But anyway, we're not gonna relieve the pass, but he is a really good option. 578k is still underpriced for his potential and scoring ability. What's he averaging
0: 100 and... 116,
1: I think he's yeah, averaging he's a at the top, moment.
0: Top 10 player in the comp at the moment. Yeah,
1: so he's definitely a points. good option. Can pump out a 80 or 90, but does make up for it by going very large and even out the average. So he's a really good option. The other bloke that's a lot more consistent is Rory Laird. Now, this bloke is in my side at the moment for Jack Steele. Good chance to stay there. He's just unbelievably consistent, Todd. 634k, so he's a bit more expensive, but you get what you pay for. This bloke, after round one, where he did underperform and scored 93, has gone 143, 120, 123, 116, 123, 142. So hasn't scored below 116 since that first round, which is just outrageous. So I think he's a great option. Currently in 1.5% of teams, I think that'll jump up to about, What five plus after this week, yeah. A lot of people
0: from Steel are going to Laird, that's a popular trade this week. Does have around 13 buy as well, which is favorable. Yep, another one, though. Took Miller, Mm,
1: our man, yeah. So he is around the same price as Laird 632k, and the Took train has
0: landed on Mars, and there's been so many options to get this bloke. Yeah, you got to get on. He's about to go to another galaxy, yeah. <laughs> and still going down might just be your blessing in disguise because yeah, it is be. your last chance to get Took. If you haven't got him yet, you're not getting him again for the rest of the season. You're saying, nah, Took's not going to be my side. I'm not a good super supercoacher. I'm not taking this seriously because Took, everyone had yeah,
1: their doubts. To be fair. He had it? those after We did say the same thing after round two. We said you've got to get him now, but he did have a bit of a lean patch, but he's back. 160, 122, 130 over the last three weeks. Gold Coast finding some form. I think he's just going to increase. Yeah, we've, we've never doubted him. but No, I never doubted it. I him.
0: know a few people pulling out, oh, he hasn't tackled the last two weeks. He's injured, oh, he's lost that desire. He's lost that. He's, never he's just doubted. lost that fire in his belly. Did we ever say that one percenters? No, we didn't. And guess what? He's <laughs> the fifth-ranked coach overall. Yep. Yeah. And that's just going to go higher. He's yes. going to number two behind Clary at number one by season's end. Uh, Neil will be
1: number one by the season's end, I think. But uh, <coughs> yeah, Took, great option to get into your tennis week. Yeah, also so has around thirty. Who would one. you go? Took or Laird? Oh, 630k? If I, didn't, if I didn't have either of them. Yeah. Oh, that's hard. Probably Took. Yeah, I'm going Took. But Laird, oh, yeah, you can't go wrong with either of them, to be honest. Um. Yeah. And I'd then get... in saying that, another one. Brayshaw, Bond, or
0: Betracker. They're all around the 570, 550K range. Cheaper options. For me, I reckon it's better value going them over Yeah. Laird. Mm. Maybe I'd go Took, but I'd sort of look. You're saving yourself 60 to 70K, and these players may average close to Laird, maybe not Took, but they'll still be a serviceable M7, M8 in your side. So who would you go? What are the options? Give me the three. Bont, Brayshaw, Petraka. Give me your number one, your number two, and your number three. I'd probably go
1: Petraka one. Yeah. I'd probably go Brayshaw two and Bont three.
0: Yeah. Only because
1: Bont's playing a bit forward, but. Yeah. So I'll probably go Petraka
0: one, Bont two. Oh, you know how much I love Brayshaw. Yeah, that's hard. Bond. The only reason, if he does get that forward status, that's what's just made me lean towards him. I think the but and then again, the bond has the wiggles. Yeah, it's not this week, is it?
1: And I reckon he could
0: go two hundred.
1: Yeah, look, he could explode. But I think there's something else that we don't consider. I get your point about saying you might save sixty k getting Petrarca versus Laird, and that you're right. He might average close to the same as Laird by the end of the season. And that might that will be the case because you'll have massive gains which will compensate for those stinky scores. But if you're someone that's in a league, you might have put down 100 bucks to enter your league, Todd. You might have a bit of cash on the line. If you really want to win league matchups, someone like a Laird that's super consistent, you can just about lock a 120 in every week, is so valuable. And you can just go into your Supercoach finals matchup knowing that that bloke's going to pump out a 100 and I, just, I think that's worth something. I think that's worth something compared Here's to a point. Who one. Are you
0: going, Laird or Petraca? Laird. To average more for the rest of the season. Because Petraca uh, will end the, the last 10 weeks. I can see Petraca just going on an absolute uh, tear. To be honest, I think it'll be really close. And when finals come around... And Petrach- you're talking about your league play.
1: Well, that's the thing. Petraka could go 160 and win you the game, or he could score 90. Just seen costume. in the
0: last five weeks, I can see when the whips are cracking, Petraka will just yeah, yeah go to I'll,
1: another that's level. That's hard. I'm still tossing up Petraka lead, but both very, very good options. We might look. We'll yeah. have a quick chat about the forward line. Um, not too much to discuss here. A few people we probably should have mentioned him on the podcast last week. Darcy Cameron, who's moved into the ruck at Collingwood. Um. Has got he went well again on the weekend. Didn't crack the ton. Scored ninety, but I just think it's too late now. He appreciated forty thousand uh, dollars over the over the last week. Um, he's, and I yeah,
0: he's four hundred k now. He's not going to be a keeper. Yeah, he's, won't be a
1: keeper once so... Grundy comes back. And then I feel like even if he gets to five hundred k, if he get on this week, you, you know, he's only gone up ninety grand. And it, as soon as Grundy comes back, he's just going to cark it. So. I'd be avoiding for now. Yeah, so it, it's you two trades for... Yeah, if you, there was some value in getting on last 100K. week, but not at the moment. Not for me. Um, Dusty, one to watch as well. Um, no real signs of deconditioning. just I saw that classic Dusty 500k mark, scored 83 first game back and then looked really good with 119 on the weekend. Usually finishes around that top six mark um, and picks his game up in the second half of the season. So... Just one to watch, but I think a key thing to consider, um, and this, I guess, feeds into our trade strategy segment, which we'll get into now, but with the forwards, it's it's a bit nerve-wracking upgrading in your forward line at the moment because you don't know who's going to come in. And if you load up your forward line and suddenly a bloke like Bont or even Travis Boak, who's made a bit of a late charge for forward status, do get that eligibility and you can't get them in, you've sort of cost yourself. Yeah, so if you do target a Dusty and Dusty...
0: Goes on an average is ninety five for the rest of the year, yeah, and fills up your forward line, yeah. and then because of that, you can't get a Bont who gets up forward status, yeah, and averages one hundred fifteen, yeah, exactly, and you're missing right. out twenty points a week,
1: and it's just going to have to. You're going to have to use up another trade to get yeah. the bond in and exactly trade out right. one of your forwards. So you've already got you probably most people have, will have Dunkley, they'll have Parker, they'll probably be looking to get English into their teams, and then so, say you have say. For argument's sake, Boak and Bont both get forward status. Then that's your five forward spots filled up. You've probably got
0: yeah, butters so and hogs
1: If you get dusty, then, you know,
0: it's just a bit iffy. At the moment, there's not enough value in any of our forwards. Not since Parker was 470k. Yeah. There's just no value there to warrant an upgrade yeah. in the forward line, especially these DPP yeah. curveballs
1: coming our way in round 12. So, Isaac Kenny yeah. is sub five hundred K again, but I just don't don't feel like his role is too appetizing at the moment. He's in forty seven percent of teams and he just he had thirteen disposals on the weekend. Still scored well, scored ninety two, but I just yeah, his role doesn't really appeal to me a huge amount at the moment, despite his good scoring this year.
0: Yeah, so he's another one I wouldn't be looking to get him in this
1: week, especially has a better buy, yeah. but yeah, wouldn't has the round 13 by, you could go for him, but yeah, I just, I'm really eager to wait on the forwards, the new forwards that we get after or before round 12. Yeah.
0: So I think that leads us quite well into our trade
1: strategies for this week. All right, Todd, juicy stuff this week. We were having a bit of a chat before off air and uh, it's a much bigger week of trading than I actually anticipated. To set ourselves up for the buyers. Because you do have to think ahead and moves that we make this week, flow into next week, and ultimately the buyers, which can be uh make or break.
0: Yeah, so it's getting quite complicated at the moment. Initially, I think we both would have um thought that Can, can you wake
1: up, please, Todd? To would start. have been,
0: yeah, it would have been a pretty quick podcast. But, but yeah. Geez, have some a few of those finer details are coming out mm, as yeah. we have had a Bit of analysis of our teams. And one I've just realized at the moment is the Ruck Department and this round thirteen by. So for those who have, um, it's showing up that they have they're only missing eleven plays or twelve players for that round thirteen by, if you have Gorn Bruce or you have Wits and Bruce, and then you have Hayes on the bench. They're all playing during round 13. However, you're going to have to have Hayes on the bench, and that's another player that is not going to – you're not going to earn their score during that round 13 buy. So that's something you don't want to catch you off guard because it did catch me off guard until I just realised. So because of that, I'm now not going to get Bond this week because he has that round 13 buy. It hurts, but I'm decided to go bracer instead. So, still another good option. So, just with when you're trying to target these upgrades, just be really wary of how many you're missing in each line. I know, will you realize your midfield? Yeah. So,
1: I was looking at a few potential midfield upgrades um, that were really tempting me, but I am absolutely stacked in round 14. So, needed to get. Players, ideally, that had the buy in round 14. Um, and for that reason, one of the players I'll be bringing in is Petrarca. Wasn't Jeez. actually – yeah, wasn't planning on getting him this week, but structurally it's just a must because otherwise I'll end up with one, possibly two blokes on the pine that aren't contributing to my score because I'll just have heaps yeah. of blokes playing in round 14. So. It'd be, yeah, there'd be nothing
0: worse than if Hobbs goes 100 yeah, exactly. and he's on your bench round yeah. 14 where – he could be on the field and you could have a, um, yeah, premium
1: elsewhere. So yeah, that's and something you need to look out for. For the same, yeah, by the same token. It was also really keen to get Doherty this week, but round 12 buys, just I've already got a fair few blokes missing um, and I just couldn't afford to bring in another bloke that wouldn't play in round 12. Yeah, so I
0: think we've mentioned before that you don't want to s- stack a line and, I mean, you don't want to have a, too many plays missing Yeah, um, in one of your – Lines during one of the bye weeks, so you don't want to miss five defenders in round 12. But then on the flip side of that, you don't want to have eight defenders playing in round 13, yeah, because then you've got two scores on the bench, you can't contribute to your
1: um, um, your best 18, yeah. which it is during the bye rounds. Another thing which caught me off guard, almost in the same vein as you not realizing that your R3 on the bench would contribute wouldn't be able to contribute, was just. Thinking ahead, so for those of you that do have Supercoach Gold or who are just looking at their teams in the buy rounds, you might look and just assume around 14 and just make the mistake of going, oh, SDK and playing. But by that stage, you probably would have wanted to offload them. So ideally you go to players that have already had their buy, but you have to just be careful about assuming. Yeah, so I'm not sure what
0: Will is trying to get out there, but um, come – round 13 and sdk and mccardin have their buy coming up i don't think you're going to go and, and trade them to someone who has their buy in round 14.
1: <laughs> yeah all right i've cooked myself here
0: yeah i think we've um completed pre the super coach preschool <laughs> will and um we're a bit better than that it's another oh. this just i'm not sure if you haven't, yeah i'm not sure oh. if you can't tell community but will um he could be the top ranked supercoacher by 200 points, clear of second place, leading to the buys and post-buys, I his ranking would drop to about 10K. Oh, Todd. But hopefully with um, a bit more analysis this year, where we can get past this. Uh... Oh, fuck off, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you can say that because it is true. And everyone who does know the Harrow Sparrows uh, loves to play you oh, during the buy rounds.
1: We're looking good, mate. We're looking better than last year. So... Yeah. Is there anything else you want to mention about the Um
0: Yeah. So now we've, um, yeah, I think we've talked or spoken enough about the buys. We just, a few of these trades. I know uh, we have had an SMS right. come in. Yes. So um, Emma from Melbourne. <laughs> I'm not sure why that's so funny,
1: Will. <laughs> Do you know this? Do you know Emma? Or is it a random follower? No. A big fan of the podcast?
0: I know considering your response, I feel like you might know it. No, I don't Will know. Will does it. know a lot of ladies around Melbourne. Oh, no, that's not true. Todd, yeah, but anyway. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if you haven't noticed, but sometimes he's not as prepared as he should be for our <laughs> podcast because he's too busy on the um, on some of those apps. Uh, what you call call um, some of our older listeners, those dating apps. Uh, Will does like to um, send out a few... Um, Questionable DMs.
1: Oh, that turned it up, mate. That is just, that's beastage stitch up. Uh, Todd's been anyway. known to get distracted on the phone to the, the girlfriend. So, anyway, we move past this. Anyway,
0: we'll get to the question. So, basically, Emma, she said she's got steel in her side. She's devastated. She'll miss out on his scores, but more importantly, his looks. So, I'm not sure mm. how that's coach relevant, but, um, Sometimes it may play a factor when you're picking players if you like them a bit more than yeah. other players. Emma loves him. Yep. So Emma clearly loves Steele and now there's no longer Steel playing. So she's very keen to add someone of class in both their scoring output and
1: in their aesthetics.
0: Their aesthetics.
1: Firstly, she's put up Baz. Nah, it's a no from me. It's a no deal from me, Todd. So is it a no from you? Yeah, it's a no from me. If he got forward status, it'd be a bit different. But uh, Um, as a mid, no.
0: Yeah, so at the moment, he's 37% forward line, he's averaging. Mm. So the 35% threshold. So if he does get forward status, he's a good pick, but it's a little bit
1: risky. Yeah, it is risky. Because
0: I can can have the argument that he will still be a top
1: eight mid. You pick Baz thinking he's going to get a a mid-forward uh, spot, and then he doesn't, and then he's like the 30th ranked mid, and he's just a bad selection. Yeah, so he did score 144
0: on the weekend, but that's not going to happen every week. And no. I can see him averaging around
1: 105. Yeah. Because he I will have a few be, bad scores. I don't think he'll be ranked in the top 20 midfielders.
0: Jeez, that's a bit stiff. So, sorry, Emma there. We know Baz may... Pl- Fit a little bit of her criteria, half of her criteria, but yeah, the scoring, doesn't, and scoring wise, doesn't tick both boxes. Um, another one she was looking at
1: was Clary. I think that's a good trade if you don't have the saucy. Uh, he definitely ticks the performance box and but he the aesthetics box.
0: He definitely ticks that. He's a sexy unit, <laughs> so that's a yes from us, Emma. Um, and then this player. Not sure who that is. That's a bit um hmm, Brad Crouch. Oh yuck. Yeah, I'm a bit confused here. No,
1: yuck. I understand the thought process, thinking you're gonna bring in another mid that's getting his time. She did say here
0: that he's averaging is that 103? She does love her Saints. When has seal out? No. Crouch get more mid time. I prefer to go Sinclair than Crouch. Yeah, so Crouch is not gonna be a top eight midfielder. He's 490k, yeah, no. but for me, no. around that same price, he does have that awkward round 12 buy again. So, those yeah. who are looking for Crouch, he neither does not tick the, the looks
1: no. nor the scoring. Yeah, not for me.
0: So, Emma, I'm sorry there. Um, he's not going to um replace your steel, but in saying that someone who will be under 500k. Mm-hmm. I did mention it earlier, Titch.
1: Tom Mitchell, yeah. I think you just have to wait Next for a couple of week, weeks. If he's playing full-time midfield know, for a couple of weeks. It doesn't relate
0: to this week. If he pulls out a 130 this week, yeah. I'm, I'm going to be tempted. 100K yeah. from Marden. He has a good buy as well, doesn't he? Titch, he has around 14 buy, so yeah. it will suit a lot of lineups. But um, hope we've answered your question there, Emma. And then moving on, so we'll stay with the
1: steal argument. hmm I think there's room here, Todd, to get potentially a bit crafty with DPP. Mm. Now, I don't know if there was another option before that that you wanted to have a chat about. A, yeah. more, a simpler option would be to just, if you don't have Clark, which a lot of coaches don't have, to just potentially downgrade, steal to Clark, and then upgrade elsewhere.
0: Mm. So um, it would probably
1: wouldn't be the forward line. No, I'd probably avoid upgrading the Back forward line's line.
0: Backline's a bit awkward.
1: Backline, a lot of players do have the round... Twelve wow. by and, and I like Tom Stewart, but he's just too expensive at the moment. So I feel like you'd probably be looking for an upgrade in the midfield.
0: Yeah, so we've discussed but some the of those three already. Yeah. So Bray
1: Shaw, really good buy, around 14 is a good one. Petraca. tracker Laird has around 13 by, I think. Um they're probably three. And the bonds. So and, yeah, so they're our probably recommendations. That's our recommendations right there for your still replacements. But I'll jump down, or well, you go, Todd.
0: <laughs> oh well, considering so you go still sideways. Ben Clark. Yeah. You're probably going
1: down. Yeah, you'd be going down. Then who would you, a lot of, yeah, I mean, who would you most likely be going down from? Because I know personally I don't have any rookies that I've got really ready to go and I've got a loophole with Ulan and I'm just sideways trading to get Clark from Ulan.
0: Yeah, so it's not a bad option to get rid of one of the be trash.
1: because Especially before the ball, You're probably not stretching for cash if you do
0: have steel. So it. Might be a valuable option getting rid of your Uland land before yeah. the buys, because that he could screw you. Or any
1: other loophole. I know got.
0: myself I've currently got Stevens and he's out of my side. So I will make 80k from going him down to Clark, unless it will be really interesting if Stevens actually somehow gets named this week. He's been in the emergency eight yeah. times in a row, I think.
1: But the other option if you are trying to downgrade to get cash to upgrade, not necessarily to Clark, but is to uh, leverage DPP. So someone like Nick Martin, whose break-even is pretty high at the moment, you could trade him. And then if you need to get in one of the defender rookies and you're keen on that this week, the Thompson or, or Buku, you could trade Nick Martin, swing SDK or McCartan into your forward line and then bring in Thompson or Buku in the back line. Yeah, so that's
0: quite interesting. For those um, coaches, I'm lucky that I have O'Driscoll, so that's an easy downgrade to one of those backline defenders. But if you're like Will and you've got SDK and McCartan on the bench, you might even have Dacos there, and you want to hold those three rookies, which we are advising you do do, then I think the better option is to, yeah, swing McCartan. With SDK or McCartan and then trade um, Nick was it? Nick yeah, Nick Martin, Martin yeah.
1: down to um Ibuku or your. So Rory that, Thomas, yeah, and that's so. a good way to get the defender rookies in. But then, who do you, who are people going to be trading out to get Clark in their midfield? So I'm trading Ulan. How are you getting him in? Um, I'm going Dylan Stevens. Okay, so we're really advising that people because looking at the pl- blokes that we have sitting in the abattoir. There aren't really that many midfielders that are ready to chop for Clark. They're... Even, yeah, even Conor McDonald. Yeah, so he would, Ward and Conor McDonald, if he's in your midfield, would be two yeah. good options. Um, yeah. Yeah, so. Otherwise, it's, get, it's using DPP oh, yeah. through someone like Martin. Can you trade Martin and use DPP to get Clark? Um. So you could swing
0: Martin into your midfield. I know a lot of teams have Rioli and Hamilton. Yeah. And so that's down the other far. option.
1: That's and that's the other option is to do that, provided you've got a mid forward to swing into. Yes. Yeah, so width. so Cogs or you could trade Cogs with a massive break even or Martin to Clark by swinging them into the midfield.
0: Yeah. yeah. So here's another one. So if you don't have any rookies to trade. Any junk rookies like your Dylan Stevens, your yeah. Ward's, or your uh, McDonald's, you do have Marden. I would almost instead of going swinging Marden down back and getting one of those Defenders. defender rookies, I'd um, prioritize going Marden into the midfield and getting in Clark. Yeah, agree. And then great. potentially. Um, you missed the boat on Buku and Thompson, but then there is Cl- um, Cleary. Cleary next week, who could, if he plays well, become an option. And SDK
1: McCann will go up. So mm. I think that's yeah. That's if you had to choose between bringing in, obviously you're going to be choosing Clark over those backline rookies because his scoring potential is better. And that's what I'm going to be doing. It's a bit annoying, but I'm going to have to give those backline rookies a miss this week and just pray that some defensive downgrades emerge over the next couple of weeks or that Cleary holds his spot. So unless, if you've got any other trade advice, we can stick with that or we can move into our own trades now. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, staying with people up steel like you. So you're most likely going sideways with steel. Yeah. And then you're going down to Clark. Sideways or down. Oh, Go sideways. Then you're going yep. down from someone to Clark, yep. and then you, however, have the option to most likely be able to upgrade, yep. like you have done, Will, and bring in another midfielder. Um, and then the other option would be to double downgrade and get Clark and one of those defender rookies. However, then you will have a
1: massive war chest leading into yep.
0: the next week.
1: And it just—I guess—that just boils down to your, your strategy and whether you're playing more of a long game and wanting those valuable rookies like Thompson, uh, like yeah, Thompson on field during the buys, or if you're sort of just going to win your yeah. league matchup. So, I know in your case, I think I'd
0: advise uh, super coaches to go sideways, steal, yeah, getting Clark, and then look to upgrade. So get an upgrade. So I
1: think you've done this bat this week yeah. and. So what trades have you made, Will? Uh, so I was initially really keen on getting Thompson as buy coverage, but it's just worked out that that's not going to be the best option for me. So I've had a massive wake of trading. I've traded Steel sideways to Rory Laird, which I'm really keen for. He's super consistent. Uh, I've traded Uland to Clark. Just that's a sideways trade for me. Um, and then I've been able to bring in... Petrarca for Nick Martin by swinging Nick Martin into the midfield and Rioli forward. So two big upgrades there, getting Petrarca and Laird and also Clark, which is massive for me. It means that I do miss Thompson and Buku. So when I do need to downgrade SDK and McCartan, it could burn me if there aren't any defensive downgrades that emerge, but you never know. There's blokes like Josh Worrell who's playing well for Adelaide and Sandful We might get a game. Cleary he might hold his spot. So I just feel like this is the week for me to to make those big moves. But that in saying that for you, and Austin might yeah. only go up thirty k this week. And, and worst case scenario, I could get him next McCartan week.
0: Harden and SDK will both also go. up.
1: Yes, yeah, so exactly right. Yeah, so that twenty might odd k. So you're not missing out. out too much in yep. the cash gen. Um, That's true. Department and I, there. The key. The key point though with these trades is that I looked through around 12, 13, and fourteen. Looked about. Looked at the amount of players I would have each week, and I should be able to field a full side provided I trade efficiently in all those weeks. So, and that's been allowed by getting blokes like Petrarca and Laird who have the buy in round 13 and 40. Yeah, so you've
0: learned from your past. and out really helps you yep. um, people in players during the buys.
1: Yeah. And then also Nick Martin has that round 12 buy, which you're struggling with. And Petrarca in having Excellent. the round fourteen by means that I don't have blokes on my bench. Yeah. That can't that I can't so get. It the really scores. helps fix your structure. And then what are you doing? So
0: we've covered the steel situation. I feel like if you have steel, we've covered yep. a lot of that. Now we're moving to those who don't have steel. Yes. And
1: you need a long pod this one.
0: Yeah. I feel like so there's the first um, scenario, you might go um, one down. You already have Clark and you might look to go one down in the back line. Yep. So you have your O'Driscolls, you might have your Gibkisses. I'd look to get rid of those and bring in one of those Thompsons or Bucu's. Yeah. And in that case, then you might have the cash to upgrade. And I know a lot of super coaches. Me being one of them, Caniglio, he's gone for me this week. Mm. So does have West Coast. He does have West Coast, but the issue is he's got that round twelve buy. Yeah, Martin also has that round twelve buy. If he were to hold Caniglio, then I'd probably say he'd have to trade Butters. Yeah, because yes. I just don't think you can have Caniglio and Butters. Yeah,
1: it's sort of. If you've got lots of coverage in other lines, you might be able to. But... because
0: otherwise, that round twelve buy. There's not many other players, unless you've planned your team quite well and you're comfortable in that round 12 by. I just, yeah, I. Caniglio going out is an easy option.
1: Yeah. So for me, it's Caniglio to Brayshaw who has a round 14 by, and that just helps. Are you going Caniglio over Nick Martin for any particular reason? Just because of the high break even?
0: Oh, um, I am doing that because of high break even because then next week I'm going to look to trade Martin up anyway. So,
1: so this might.
0: week and next week I'm getting rid of Canigulo and Martin. And because of that, Canigulo goes this week because of his high break, in, break even and hopefully Martin can score around his break even so I can trade him up next week for – so it's going to be for Bontempalli which I'm not too keen on because he has a round 13 buy, which I'm struggling a little bit at the moment. But if Titch does pull out a 120 or 130 and looks good in the guts, then boy, oh boy, I am very tempted to pull the trigger because he has that round 14 buy, will be under 500K. And if he gets on a roll, he's just been played a little bit out of position. He was sick when he scored that 40, so I wouldn't really – yeah, take that into consideration too much. But, um, yeah, that's my reasoning for Canigulo and Nick Martin out
1: this week. I don't mind it, Todd. I don't mind it at all. I think we've done a pretty comprehensive coverage there of bias strategy. Um, anything else you want to mention?
0: Um, and, yeah, so a lot of people will be doing the double downgrade, like myself, getting in Clark and then looking to get in a Thompson or a Buku. And then assuming that... A lot of people will also be going and upgrade. And for me, Brayshaw is a really good target. We've talked about those midfielders you want with around 13 or 14 buy. For me, it's Bray And then because I've done the double downgrade, I've got 227K leading into next week when I'm gonna to look to upgrade again. And because there's no other all my cash cows are in the early stages of our lives, and none of them I can really look to upgrade. Yeah. That's why I'm looking to move on Cog and Martin because other than that, I've got a lot of guys under 200K who are still making money. And SDK and McCartan, I do want to hold until that round 13.
1: Bye. Righto, Toddy. Big pod. We'll try to compress that next week, but hopefully a lot of valuable content for people that trades. Finishing off now, vice captain and captain and final call. Who have we got? So vice captain. I know every time I make this bloke my vice,
0: McCray, he goes Paulie, I move away from him. He goes 160. Yeah, he's playing at Mars Stadium. Loves. Averages a juicy 140 there. Loves Ballarat. Loves playing Ballarat, and on top of that, the Gold Coast. His favourite opponent averages 135.6 against the Suns. Yeah, so it's some massive scores. In saying that, the Gold Coast are playing some very good footy. They seem like a tough opponent, but you just can't go past McRae. He's the safe option,
1: yep. and then. Are you going the same now? Yeah, Harry? same. Windy at Ballarat, lots of stoppages in and around the contest. McRae will get a lot of the ball. McRae, my VC, and then I'm going to combine my C with my final call. Petrarca, my new man into my team, plays North Melbourne, um, a bunch of training cones. He's going to go 150. 150. Yep. So quite interesting. I'm actually back
0: here this week. We With that final call, and I'm also – in. Going for Tracker captain. You backed out last week, like a coward, and oh, charged Oliver because of um. Yeah, it was just a league matchup. I was against one of my mates and just had to get over the line. But um, what are you in
1: that league, Todd? Oh,
0: no, we don't talk about that. will <laughs> But um, one and eight community. But... One and eight, and I'm I'm in the top eight for scoring. So I don't know how that happens no. and what sort of fixture that is. But it's a bit of a joke. But anyway, of, um Two two games back against North scored 160. Last year scored 78 against them, but I feel like he's in good form. And in saying that, Oliver, I think I'd stay clear of Oliver against some sometimes when he plays teams and it's a um, whitewash, he just doesn't perform. We saw that last week. So I, I'm sticking clear of Oliver and going for Tracker C. Neil is also a very good option. So I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't talk badly against going Neil against the Hawks. He does usually play quite well against them. And then leading into my final call, this player isn't in my team. Bring it home, mate. Currently averaging 91. And we'll go a final call, plus 40 on their average. That's what I'm all about, Will. Plus 40.
1: That's 130.
0: Yeah, 130. This player's averaging 91. Tom Mitchell. Wow. Last score was 40, so he's increasing his output by 90
1: and getting 130 against the number two in the league, Brisbane Lions. Jeez, that's a massive call. I'm very keen to revisit that next week. He, if he plays full-time guts, is a big chance and he could be a good option for our side. So we'll leave it there. Good luck this week,
2: community. Trade and prepare for the buys, and we'll talk, chat to you very soon.